Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm obsessed with reading all of the new podcast reviews lately, especially on Apple Podcast. I keep up with those and it's been so fun seeing those. So if you feel called to leave a rating and review, I would love it so much. And if I can figure out who you are, I will DM you on Instagram and say thank you. Or if you have a funny name like I do, I don't even remember what my Apple ID name is, but it's interesting. You are welcome to send me a DM and be like, I just left you a podcast review and then I will read it and I will thank you and send you a little audio back. So I appreciate y'all listening every week and I appreciate all of the kind words and the five star reviews and it just makes me very happy. I'm a words of affirmation person, so that's a big deal to me, even just like the short reviews. So thank you so, so much. I am excited to go ahead and jump into today's episode. I've been working on this for a little while now, and it's sort of kismet timing, and I will tell you why. <laughs> so the title of this episode is The Secret to Making More Money, Work Way Less. So there's some a few things you might want to do while listening to this episode. You can totally listen to it while driving or doing the dishes or folding laundry or whatever, but if you want to at some point re-listen and take notes, there's some good stuff in here. And I give you a few other resources as well. And I want you guys to really think about these things that I'm going to talk about and take notes. And I want you to DM me on Instagram at Woo if you have questions or want to dive a little bit deeper for your situation as far as making more money by working a lot less. If you're already only working like 30 minutes a day or something, this might not be for you. However, still DM me if that's you, because <laughs> we have other things to talk about. But anyways, the backstory behind this is if you've listened to episode number 95, where I talk about my first five-figure month, that was July 2022. And I only worked 10 days that month because we were in Portugal most of the month. And then other we were in New York City too and weekends and holidays and all that kind of stuff. I made a little over $11,000 that month in Uduwu. And that was my first ever five-figure month. We had gotten close many times, but that was the first time we went over five figures in a month, which was awesome. And I was like, okay, this is weird. This is just a fluke. I don't know. But I really was like, maybe it is because I worked less and I was very intentional with the way that I worked, you know? So I kept going in August and September. I actually worked quite a bit and it was interesting because I usually work like five or six total hours a day. And I do in August and September, I did that five days a week. So maybe 35. Ugh. I mean, it 
varies. It depends on if I'm like going to yoga that day or going to appointments or whatever. Usually somewhere between three and six hours for sure each day, five days a week. In August, I made right at 10K. In September, I made right at 9,000. And both August and September, I worked so much more. And then by mid-September, I wasn't burnt out at all, but I was just like, I'm working a lot. And this is not like, this is fine. I'm a generator. I love working. But I knew that I wanted to have a little bit more free time and time for, you know, taking care of myself, working out, self-care, prepping healthy food, all of that kind of just resting, doing nothing, you know, creating more space just to do nothing or do whatever my sacral authority tells me to do. So mid-September, I mean, it was around like September 12th or so, I remember being like, okay, I'm going to go clear my calendar for October. And so what I did was I got with my VA and I was like, okay, I'm going to do Zooms on Tuesdays and Thursdays. There were a few times where I had to Zoom on days other than that because of things that were already scheduled or things we had to move around. So it wasn't perfect. But for the most of for the month of October, for the most part, I only had a schedule on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays were totally open, other than for a few scattered little small things. And Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, it's not like I didn't work on those days, but they were totally open and I could sort of do whatever I wanted. Some of those days I didn't work at all. Some of those days I went to yoga and when I got a massage and went got a pedicure and, you know, took care of myself or went and shopped without having Caroline there and all those things that you do. And some of those days I actually created content or got organized or caught up on admin stuff or whatever, but I wasn't like scheduled. So in October, I made a little over $13,000 and I worked less than I did even in July. July, I worked 10 days, $11,000, first five-figure month. Go listen to that episode. It's really good, episode number 95. August, I worked full-time. We got right over 10K. September, I worked full-time, I think right below 9K. I don't know if we even hit 9K. And then October, worked only Tuesdays and Thursdays. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight days. Yeah. Man, I used to be an accountant in my past life. Can you tell? October, a little over $13,000. What's hilarious about this is that November is going to be very interesting because on the last day of October, well, not the last day, on Sunday afternoon, I went to go visit a friend. She was having a little Halloween get together and the little kids were, she has like a haunted house that she does every year on actual Halloween. And the day before she invited us all over with like little kids and we sort of turned on the lights, you know, it was light outside and the kids could go through the haunted house where it wasn't so scary. And leaving there, it was like getting dark and I was carrying Caroline and walked off of a curb, which I do a lot. Like every time we go on a walk, I, I'll like look up at the sky and look at the trees and whatever and I'll like walk off the curb and catch myself. Well, holding Caroline was a whole different thing because if you're a mom, you know this, in order to not drop your kid, your body will contort so many ways to make sure that the child is safe, but not the mother. <laughs> so I twisted my ankle. I thought I had just twisted it, but ended up 
in the morning I woke up and it was worse. And so I went to the ER and it is a fracture, a very slight fracture, but then I think all, a lot of my ligaments and tendons might be messed up and I've got to wait for those to heal. So November, I am very much have been forced to slow down even more, which I was like, God, I slowed down in October, but God apparently wants me to slow down any, even more. So this will be very interesting to see how this month pans out. <laughs> Maybe we'll do our first 20K month because I'm slowed down even more. We shall see. It's crazy though, because in October, I did that experiment not to make more money. Like I was like, I'm fine. Like it'll work out. Even if I only make 5K, it'll be fine. It was just a matter of like creating more space and like doing that experiment and seeing how that felt. And I don't know, like I talk about it in episode 109 as well, as far as cleaning up energetic leaks and creating more time for myself. And that was more so the experiment rather than making more money. And it's cool how it led to making more money, you know? So November will be interesting and I will keep y'all up to date about that <laughs> on how it goes. But yeah, so this whole episode about making more money by working less, the reason behind this, the reason that this works in most cases, I mean, literally in most cases, this has worked. Like I've been working with people privately, my private coaching clients, and this has been nuts how this actually works. It's because the more blank space, open space that you have in your calendar, that means that you have more time to practice being present. And being present more means more ability to listen to your authority, which in human design is your decision-making process. There's a deep dive on this in episode number 94 if you want to dive in there. I have all of these episodes linked in the show notes, by the way. But if you're taking notes, make sure you go back and listen to episode 94 because I talk about, I deep dive into authority, why it's so important, what it is in human design, and how it helps you in your decision-making processes. So being able to be present and listen to your body and follow your authority means you're going to be more efficient you're going to have less roadblocks and detours, which is going to save you time. You're going to have less energetic leaks, which is going to save you time, save you energy, enhances your creativity, and increases your magnetism 100%. And obviously, if you don't know about this, go dive into episode number 109, which I mentioned before this. Also, one thing I really want to address is the 40-hour work week or 60-hour or 100, wherever you were. There were times where I was working like 80 hours a week and it was just, I don't know how I did it. I don't think anybody's designed to work 80 hours a week. It's just not sustainable. Neither is the 40-hour work week. And I want to talk about the 40-hour work week. And this is coming from a generator who freaking loves to work. But the deal with the 40-hour work week is that it's going away. It's going away for everyone who wants to not do it anymore. And that includes me because I can work 40 hours a week, but I don't want to have to. And I want to have more open space in my life for things that are like more fun and more adventurous than just work, even though I freaking love work. I might do a whole other episode on this because there's so many different ways that you can work. And I think that 
we think about it a, a weird way. But anyways, go listen to episode number 66 about this new global cycle shift we're going into. There's actually a typo on the title of that episode. It should say 2020 to 2027, not 2022 to 2027. But there's a global cycle shift that started in 2020. And it's going to finalize in 2027. And before that, we've just been sort of existing in the aftermath of the Industrial Revolution. So the Industrial Revolution brought manufacturing. The purpose of it was to build institutions and systems, which we've done really well. But now so many of those institutions and systems are not serving us any longer because of our advancement in technology and just our evolution as human beings and becoming a lot more focused on love rather than fear, which is what we're, we're supposed to do. If you're operating out of fear, it's just not going to be the new way of, of this new global cycle. So the Industrial Revolution starting in the late 1700s to early 1800s till 2020, and I know we've gone through other smaller cycles since then, but this is still like there's aftermath of the Industrial Revolution still. This was all about building institutions and systems, following the rules, the creation of the school system, which the point of that is to raise little worker bees and teach our kids to do what they're told and to follow an external authority instead of an internal authority. Okay, here's the deal with this. This is something that is a big deal to me. And for the rest of this episode, keep in mind that in my human, my specific human design chart, I have an open Ajna, which means I'm really meant to be a lot more open-minded and not be stuck to my points of view and opinions. And I have an open throat and they're not connected. But certain days they are lit up and defined and connected. And today is one of those days. So this isn't great for me to chat about all the time, but today it is a positive thing for me. And I'm just going to share some of my points of view. And these might not be your points of view and or you might have an open Ajna as well. And like you're not necessarily meant to choose sides or try to have a certain point of view or be strict about that. So that's a whole other thing that I will do a separate episode on. But the school system is something I'm navigating right now. And I don't know what we're going to do. I've looked in. I don't want to do homeschooling because I personally don't love teaching children. <laughs> that is not one of my gifts. But I'm trying to figure out what exactly we're going to do with our children because I don't know that for them, especially my daughter being a reflector, the just normal school system is going to be the best for her. And we're going to take it slowly and I'm going to get her input on some of these things and we're going to see what we do. But I'm really big into the like unschooling movement and there's this whole idea of of like a hybrid homeschool deal where you travel also. So we're looking at a lot of that stuff. But currently, her school is amazing. And I mean, it's a preschool. They play, they color, they do that stuff. But you know, when she gets home, we sort of chat through all the things they learned that day. And we're going to have to do some navigating on certain things. And I don't want to raise a little rule follower. Um, I want her to really think for herself. And that's just my current point of view with my child. And so everybody's a little bit different. But that is what our current school system is for. It is not for education, really. It really is for 
raising little worker bees and little rule followers. And that makes me so sad. So I think a lot of things are going to be changing in our education system. And I think it's going to be a really positive thing. And I think there's a lot of really enlightened teachers that are going to be making that happen. And I'm looking forward to watching that happen. And we will let those changes sort of guide our decisions in how we're going to school our kids. But that is what that looks like for right now. The next thing I wanted to talk about with this whole, you know, following your authority and what's correct for you is that I truly believe, and you might not agree with me, but I truly believe that there is nothing on earth and no human being that is inherently good or bad. I think everything always depends on the individual and their soul, their biochemistry, their body, their life path. And the way to make sure that you're making the correct decision for you individually is to listen to your body or your authority. In human design, we call it your authority. It's that still small voice inside of you. Instead of listening to anything external, this could be your parents, your friends, your family, the media, social media, the CDC, politicians, whoever, anybody in your neighborhood, anybody outside of your body. And this applies to literally all things in life. Like nothing is inherently good or bad. What you eat, the type of job you have, what you do every day, what you do for physical activity, what you choose to do for fun. What you do for a job is like such a big deal. I have a gal that I've been working with who's an attorney, and she was telling me that she doesn't want to do that anymore. And every time she goes into a courtroom, her body says no, like, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, the type of job we have, we have to listen to our body. We have to listen to our authority on what's correct for us instead of what our dad thinks we should do or what the college administrator says we or whoever makes decisions, you know, whatever. Whether you get certain vaccines, what you do on a daily basis, what you put in your mouth, what you put on your skin, nothing's inherently good or bad. The political party you side with, or truly feeling that politics is all a farce, which is what I am like right now. It's so hilarious. Okay, this is coming out right before election day or on election day. I don't know what days or what right now. Anyways, so I live in Texas and People outside of Texas might not know about all of this, but we have a really big governor election coming up between Beto and Abbott. And it's interesting. There's, for me, I'm like, it's like this little illusion and this game. That's what I believe. You might not believe that, but it's so crazy. So our current governor, Abbott, is pro-life and has basically outlawed abortions. I personally believe in God and I am pro-choice as far as the abortion conversation goes, pro-women's rights, pro-choice, right to choose, all that. That's how my personal authority feels. And I also know that Abbott doesn't even give a shit about all of that. He doesn't care about abortion at all. I don't know about Beto. Like, I can't, like, sense all of that. I think he's trying to do the right thing and whatever. But there's there's a lot of things that Beto 
wants to take away freedoms on too. Anyways, Abbott wants to take away freedom, or obviously has taken away freedom from women's right to choose. But I don't think he like, deep down in my body, I'm like, I don't think he cares either way. Like if his granddaughter got pregnant and needed an abortion, he would fly her to wherever they needed to go to make that happen. And it would, you know what I mean? Anyways, I think the only reason he's doing this is that he's pro-life and has made this law is because he feels threatened that Texas is going to become a democratic state, a liberal state. And he's trying to appeal to the extremely conservative pro-life Christians to encourage them to move from more wealthy states like New York or California to move to Texas, which is happening, and to make sure Texas stays a predominantly Republican state because it's, you know, half and half right now. It's all an illusion. It's all a game. It's all an illusion. This is not about babies or religion or anything or women's rights. It's really not. It's about the political party and money. So that's like my like, does anybody not realize what's actually going on here? And it's crazy because I'm just like, is I don't even know. Like I looked up the freaking libertarian candidate and I was like, I don't like all of this is a game. It's crazy. Anyways, that's a whole thing too. But within that, deep down, the issue with a lot of these problems that we're having is that we're in like a rat race. We're on a hamster wheel, just going, doing the same thing every day, every day, every day, numbing ourselves in different ways, consuming, 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 not thinking for ourselves, not making decisions for ourselves. And that is truly one of my superpowers is working with individuals one-on-one to help create some sort of exit plan from mundane life. And that doesn't have to be There's a woman that's in my mastermind who's amazing, and she is getting ready to create a podcast about opting in to corporate America, like women opting into corporate America, because we need women to be at the head of companies and to be making better decisions than what is currently happening. And I'm like totally for that. But I do feel like one of my, whether somebody decides to stay in corporate America or start their own thing or or leave their you know, nine to five job or whatever. I love helping people create exit plans from mundane life. And I'm not even 100% there yet, but we do have a plan for within the next year to get out of mundane life. And we also do have a pretty novel life. Like every day looks very different for us other than a few things. Like my day doesn't look the same every day. And one of my goals is really to help as many women as possible get out of mundane, normal life where they do the same thing every day and don't feel a lot of fulfillment or excitement or adventure and to create whatever that looks like for them because it's different for everybody. Like if you think about it, most people, especially in America right now, wake up to either their phone, social media, news. They go work eight to 10 hours. They come home to news, TV, social media. They go to bed. They rinse and repeat that for five days. They have a two-day break where we go overconsume food, alcohol, shopping, entertainment to just like keep us feeling like maybe we're excited about something in life and then start all over again. And then maybe have two to six weeks of vacation, which I don't feel like six weeks is even enough. And then we do that till age 65 and we maybe retire 
and then our bodies are so screwed up from all of the really crappy food that we've eaten our whole life, and then we die. Like, what? <laughs> like, these were some of the things I thought about when I was doing my mind bloom sessions, and I was like, this has to change for whoever wants it to change. If you are fine with that, then that is fine. You're probably not listening to this podcast. So that's fine. And there's nothing against that. Like if somebody is totally fulfilled in that and doing the same thing every day, then that is beautiful. Sometimes I wish I was that way where it was like, okay, move out to the suburbs, do the same thing every day, do a couple fun things on the weekend and repeat it. I'm like, oh, when people are joyful and just 100% content in their life. And they're like that. I'm like, I sometimes am jealous of that, but I'm just not made that way. And it's so crazy. I'm diving into like the deeper parts of human design and, and starting my level three and four certification soon and diving into the gene keys and all that. And I'm seeing like my four superpowers and diving way, way deeper into that. And one of them is all about like adventure and having an extremely adventurous life and encouraging others who want that to do the same. So I know that's just part of my makeup and that's one of my God-given little superpowers, but it's funny because sometimes I'm jealous of of the way that I sort of used to live. I don't know. I, ne I guess I've never lived this way, but sometimes I'm jealous of the people who are just happy doing the same thing every day. However, that's just not my makeup and it's fine. That's all I have for you guys today. This is definitely one of those episodes where it's a little bit, I mean, I had it written out, but it's also a little bit stream of consciousness. And I really want you guys to go back and listen to those different episodes I referenced and do a deep dive and just take notes on all of these things because I swear following your authority is going to make your life so much more fun. You're going to be able to call in way more money than you even know is possible for you and the type of work you're doing. And you're just going to have a more fulfilling life. Last thing I wanted to say, if you have not read the book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware, OMG, go read it. So good. I've read it several times in the past two years. And a lot of this is where this started coming from. It's like, okay, when I get to the end of my life, whether that be a year from now or 10 years from now or 67 or 99 or 120, depending on our medical advancements and such, I want to get to the end of my life and be like, yep, everybody's going to have some regrets just because we're human and we're not perfect and whatever. But I want to feel like I'm fulfilled. And it's crazy because I, if I didn't have a child, <laughs> I think I'd be like, I'm not ready to go. But if I was to go today... I'd be fine. I feel so fulfilled in life right now. Like this is the first time that a quote unquote bad thing has happened to me, fractured my ankle, that I'm like, this is good. Something good is coming from this. I'm like, how did I get here? Where like, if this would have happened to me a year ago, I would have let it take me into the freaking depths of despair. And it would have taken me months to get out of like the negative headspace <laughs> or just have like a really hard four to six weeks of healing and be feeling like a victim. And it's like now I'm like, dude, this is an up level. This is a spiritual up level for me. This is amazing. It's helping me to get over my impatience. <laughs> it's helping me to surrender more. It's helping me to slow down and have more open space time. It's helping me to just trust God to like bring the things that I need. It's crazy. 
Anyways, that's all I have for you today. More next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave a review if you did and or send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great one. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.